fighting, it's easier from outside the cage um, after Mm -hmm. weigh-ins. Before Mm weigh-ins, I don't know. I don't know that being outside of the cage makes it, uh, you know, maybe. There's a lot of fried chicken. There's a lot of things to tempt you, which means it is time for Verbal Tap. I'm your host, Kevin, with me, of course, Rafa Sparza. And you brought a friend again. Uh, I don't know that he's a friend. Well, you brought something. You you brought someone that may or may not. Well, you know what? Forget him. How are you, Rap? How are you doing? How was your weekend? You know, let's just talk for a long time and keep him on the air, but not address him. Because when we were doing the call to make sure the sound was working fine, he was very upset that he was not part of the conversation we had mm-hmm. uh, right before he was on the line. It was a super interesting conversation. It was very important. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, he should be upset. It was it, about mm-hmm. him in certain ways. Sure. Not in others. But now we no, can just uh, no. keep All right, let's with bring him. him on. 145 Keith, pounds of Keith. Corian yesterday. Hey, hey. Had an amazing run over at ADCC Trials East Coast Edition, coming up second place, uh, beasting through so much of the competition. We have so much to talk about, so why don't we just get straight to it? Keith, we're so proud of you to begin. Now, tell us <laughs> what it felt like to be there, my man. Uh, well, first off, thank you for having me back. Um, uh, yeah, it, it felt it felt good. I. I really think that uh, that was one of the more uh, stacked, I'd say, uh, trials uh, in a while or ever maybe. Um, so just to even like be there to watch was was pretty bananas. It was a crazy day. What are the nerves like going into your first match? Because I feel like after you win a couple, you start to see the prize and. You know, here's a nice little spoiler for you. Kevin and I used to compete, never really against each other per se, but we were always involved when we were doing speech. And I think we would always have that kind of same expression where it's like, once you get past the first couple prelim rounds, you're like, oh, yeah, I can see that podium now. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, I don't know. There was never really a moment um, where, like, even after any of my wins where I was like, okay, I think I got this now. I was kind of just like, all right, well, that was another win, uh, which is, you know, good because uh, it's good to get wins at ADCC trials. But I, I never thought like, oh, there's one more until, the fi- or, you know, three more until the finals. It wasn't like that. You know, it wasn't like a, sure. it wasn't like a one down six to go type of deal. Um, it was more so just like, all right, uh, I'm glad that I got that done. Now I just got to focus on the, the next one. You know what I mean? So, um, going into the first one was was pretty interesting though, because uh, it was like I was like one of the first matches of the day, I guess. Um, I think they started mm-hmm. with a few of the the seventy seven kilo matches because there was a pretty big bracket, but then they went to to us and to me, and um, I sort of just went into that match kind of like uh, <laughs> like thinking, well, I guess I'll test out the uh, ADCC sort of like rules a little bit, and then the dude just like freaking uh, just kind of like rushed at me. I was like, oh, God, I got in this quick. <laughs> and so then uh, I think I finished with the Doris pretty pretty quick. But um, it was just cool uh, to get that out of the way because you know how it is, like you said. Like uh, once, you, uh, once, you get a, once you get a couple out of the way, it's just, um, I don't know. It, 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 just, it just, you feel a little more comfortable, you know. Well, it's just that it feels massive, though, right? It just feels like 
Oh my god, how how is anybody supposed to win this? There's like a million people in this division. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Yeah, I mean, going in, I didn't even I had no uh I had no like I mean, I, obviously like I wanted to do really well on podium, but I like had no uh, expectation uh of of placing, you know what I mean? I just I just thought that uh it's this is like that's the tournament you have to do to to get experience and to uh really kind of figure out like what the top top guys are doing you know and i have two questions based off of that one (laughs) you are located on the west coast correct that's where you reside yes so i am how the hell does this work how do you just walk into the east coast trials and is there much like in the early 90s is there an east coast west coast grappler attitude battle how do they feel with you on their turf uh yeah well um it was so weird you know uh we wear we have sort of like a you know khakis and bright colored t-shirts and they wear leather jackets Put back hair, you know, white t-shirts underneath, and uh, skinny jeans, and uh, so it was totally, totally different. Very, I was that was a joke, by the way. You were describing the plot of the yeah. Outsiders, mm-hmm. if I'm correct. There's, I was, uh, yeah, I was, Greasers yeah. versus the yeah. Soches. I'm, I'm the back. Soches, yeah. Okay, okay I read, cool. I just. No, I read three books no in school. That. That was weird. Well, we were working <laughs> yeah, on it. I was also just like, I thought for a second you were describing Danaher before he started shaving his head, so I wasn't sure where that was headed. And oh. to be perfectly honest, when people really fail at a joke on the show, I just have the next thing I was going to talk about ready to go at a moment's whim. <laughs> so when I heard the joke didn't land, I was about to say, how does it feel like to be so prominently featured on full uh, grappling at this point? Now? <laughs> not address it at all. <laughs> Before we get to that, can I be meaner? Did, yeah, go for it. Sure. Did when you got <laughs> go to New York, you were like, I got to find Dylan Danis's hair guy. I have to get that. Uh, look. Okay. All right. Was that, that took long enough. <laughs> I, I'm just, no, I really, I wasn't sure where you got that. If well, it was like a number that, three. That, that's bring the, up a, <laughs> a good question, Kev, because I was like, okay, first of all, the person who dyed your hair, she was great. And I'm glad she did it. However, from a competitive standpoint, you look like a lit match continuously throughout the day. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's a, you know, I thought I was really popping on screen. It's very funny because do you know how when you say something uh, that you go, oh, man, it'd be great. We should buy this at the store. And then you get uh, those algorithm things that show you those products that you were making and you think Skynet is real. Yeah. Yes. The minute you guys finished doing whatever you did, you and West, your hair there was an article that found its way in the Facebook algorithm to me on Vice that says, bleaching your hair is the new thing to do for hipsters. And I go, I didn't need this article. And it was every (laughs) white person who is a celebrity's face on the cover of this photo. And I go, well, add two more, but in the jiu-jitsu realm, and you've got that. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. Um, To explain why we did the hair thing, um... Uh, I, it was not my idea. Uh, it was Wes's. We were just sitting in, I think we were in, in Norm's or something. We were, we were having, we were eating, um, salad, uh, mind you. Um, but, uh, <laughs> we we're eating and, uh, this is like a couple days before, I think a week before maybe. And he goes, Hey man, do you, do you want to dye your hair, uh, for the trials? I go, yeah, yeah, sure. 
<laughs> and then uh and then it just sort of snowballed from there um it was sort of like a it was like a wrestler tradition um that we used to do for like cif and state um you would dye your hair just i don't know i don't know why to be honest but you would um you don't need and, a reason uh, west wanted to do it and then i said i don't even know the reason to be I- honest there's probably some folklore behind it but um i, don't, I believe I the know. kids call this minecrafting it's where you look like mm-hmm. one of the torches so i we've hit it there's a lot of things <laughs> to potential about did you have a say in the color i did not but awesome. uh i think he i think he might have said do you want to bleach your hair so i assumed blonde well not all of your hair oh. just the top just yeah. just the well yeah just, well i didn't even i didn't even know I didn't know we were just doing the top until I got there. And he's like, yeah, man, I'm just doing the top. And I'm like, oh, oh I think I'm going to look dumb like that. But okay, <laughs> I didn't want to be left out. So, uh, <laughs> so instead of saying, I think I look dumb <laughs> if we were to do that, I should stop. Where's an adult? I don't have to do this. <laughs> you literally just go, bro, okay, fine. Yeah, you know, I, I give in to peer pressure pretty easy, so wow. uh, not that too hard. Well, I'll tell you what you don't give in to, which is bad positions very easily. I want to go ahead and circle this back over to flow grappling. Okay. So you start the day off with a, a Darce, which I was very happy. When I see a Darce and your your length with your arms and mm-hmm. your, your, your pedigree from coming from, uh, you know, learning with Boogie and training there – and having seen you teach it as well, it is something that I'm always very keenly aware is in your arsenal. So that's got to be a great thing yeah. to start off with. Uh, then yeah, you actually have a rematch with uh, Damon Morgan, who I believe – hold on. Where did you guys meet before? There's like uh, a crazy- I, I, I've actually – this is our first match. We've been in the same tournament a lot of times. Um, mm. we, had, we had been in like the same division or like – on opposite sides of the bracket or something, but we'd never had a match. So this is our first um, actual time facing each other. As I was saying, this was your first time meeting each other. Oh, and it was interesting because, uh, you know, Damon's, he's a black belt out in Utah. He's got a real funky game. He's also avid competitor as well. So when you have this match with him, you know, it was solid. I was very happy to see you do your thing. Um, But, now you're two matches in, and this is where I start to look and get a little nervous because I realize whoever is going to advance from this match is going to basically take on our friend Luis, who's also 10th Planet Family to you, or Jason Hayden. Yeah, yeah, that was uh, that was actually a match that I was really looking forward to was going against Jason. Like uh, Going in, I was thinking he was one of the guys that I really wanted to face. Um, he actually got second at the the last East Coast Trials, and uh, I thought that'd be really fun. Uh, we have relatively similar games. He's a little stockier than I am, um, but uh, style wise, we we match up pretty well, I think. And um, yeah, but 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 uh, Luis did really well against him. He he kind of uh, he played pretty smart. He he stayed out of the footlock game for the 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 sub only portion, and then mm-hmm. uh, the latter uh three minutes of the six minute match is, is points um and so he uh he got a takedown there and then it just got it really frustrated jason he was uh he was a little he was pretty upset but um Luis did a really great job and uh yeah and then that's who my next opponent was um and uh we had a we had a pretty fun match 
Yeah, no, I mean, and I want to say, though, on Luis's side, you know, Luis has also competed at high levels on a world stage as well. So to mm. Jason, I'm pretty sure it was maybe a little bit of a surprise. And we know Jason. We're like, this is where it gets really hectic for us. We like all of these people. You know, Luis is a good yeah. guy. I like him. I like Jason. He's a big fan and friend of the show. And you're okay. So somewhere in there, we know that there's not really a bad answer, but that is essentially what's coming. And 10th Planet had a lot of guys coming in, uh, especially in this division. You had yourself, Marvin, Ricky, um, Luis, right. and all of you guys in different scenarios could easily be people who advance to those later stage rounds. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um yeah, uh, I think had Marvin won uh, his uh, match um, the same time I was going against Luis, it would have been him and I uh, next, actually. So that was another thing, and and there was other, and there was a bunch of other Ten Planet guys. I think uh, I think Ricky went against Gabe that same round, who was from Ten Planet Bethlehem. Um, there's, I think Ray Ray might have gone against someone. Else. Yeah, so there was a lot of there was a lot of like just Ten Planet guys. Um, in there, it was and it was uh, it was pretty crazy. And your give us your insight in terms of who was your toughest fight of the day. You obviously fought and lost Ethan in the finals, who's a pretty tough fight. Every day. Uh, what about on the yeah. way? Yeah. Um. So right after winning against Luis, I went against a guy named Juni Acasio. He's really good. He, uh, um, I think he's best known for like. Uh, uh, I think he he's in, he was in Kasai. He won like the first like Kasai qualifier. He was in like the 170 mm-hmm. tournament or something. Um, he's he's really good. We had a good match. Um, and uh, I sort of like I we played like a footlock game. Um, and he got me in honey hole. He got both legs, and I I felt pretty comfortable. I didn't feel like super threatened, so I kind of just like played there for a little while. And then I uh, I countered and I got like a an outside heel hook. Um, that was a tough match. Um, it was relatively quick, but it was tough for sure. And then after that, I went against I went against the guy who actually beat John Calistein, um, which was pretty crazy to me. I didn't think Calistein was going to lose that early. Um, and Shots fired it was, uh, to the Calistein camp. Things have no, gotten inflammatory. Just, no, I'm with you. I was surprised. <laughs> I just, you know, he was the one seed going in, and then I really thought he was going to make it all the way, um, or at least uh, to the semis, and then um he went against some like super uh stocky strong wrestler guy um who had just beaten ricky right before that and uh mm-hmm. and they had a match and then calistine couldn't really get anything off in the six minutes um and then they went to an overtime and uh, calistine kind of got taken down a few times um yeah. didn't get the points but he got taken down and then that was enough to give uh the other guy the rest of the decision so then i had him the next round and he was, I, 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 just, I knew he was going to be patient. So I had to push the pace, you know? And so I was just working for butterflies, trying to get under, trying to sweep him. Couldn't really sweep him at all. So, um, uh, it went, I think like, went like four, four minutes or so. And then he, he got like position and then I had to, um, I had to like invert the honey hole. And then I, I was kind of surprised I caught him in like a, a pretty gnarly uh in inside heel look he, he didn't really tap for a little bit and i heard his yeah. foot kind of pop uh, a few times but then um he, yeah, he ended up tapping and then that sent me to the finals uh which like you said was against ethan and uh, well, that was, that we'll was come back to the finals in a second but 
I want to make sure that we we don't bypass the quarterfinal because you and Junie, when you guys were against each other, you were a little too comfortable in those positions for my own taste. (laughs) And it's not like I don't, you know, I trust you. I know there is a strategy to what you're doing. But there was a way in which your leg was extended that I just kept going, I don't, mm mm-mm. No, I don't want to see any part of this. And the look on your face was so confident in it that I couldn't help but think, all right, kid, this better fucking pay off. And to his credit, (laughs) I think he was doing a series of very solid, uh, solid attacks within that realm. But I think it might have thrown him off just a little bit where he looked at it, too, and goes... I'm supposed to go for that, aren't I? I think <laughs> I won't. I'll show you, Keith Kikorian. No heel hook for you here. <laughs> so in that moment, I was just, I was i was freaking out a little bit. And then you were right. The very good read on, I believe his name is Guerrero or Guerrero. And this guy, I mean, he yeah. had a great tournament as well. So I was very pleased with him. And that you were very, very nicely saying uh, the match between him and Kalestine. The tough part of that over time between the two of them, in my opinion, was when he kept taking down John, John was doing a good job of never letting him establish and kept getting yeah. back up and getting back up. So he wasn't scoring the points per se, but he was the aggressor, which makes it very difficult to give uh, Kalstein the uh, the decision win. So that was yeah. definitely very different. And I'm sure for you, you were thinking, okay, well, I could very much have John Kalstein, uh going into that semifinal. Yeah, for sure. Wes and I were, were watching right next to the mat and uh, I was telling him like, uh, oh yeah, we got to watch out for this, this and this from Kalestine. He goes, I don't know, man, you got to watch this other dude. He's, he's doing pretty well so far. And so uh, mm-hmm. Wes was more, more so game planning on uh, that dude and i was more game planning for calistine and then uh yeah i was actually really impressed with calistine's wrestling um he he wasn't getting too many sprawls off but he was doing a really good job of like um not letting him finish the takedown he would just mm-hmm. the guy uh sal would just get on the legs and then uh and then john would like hip out and frame on his neck and then he would like come to a front headlock or something it was pretty it was pretty impressive he he had a really good showing in, in my opinion i think it's very interesting to note individuals counter wrestling like if yeah. you know that wrestling isn't necessary your your background um you can make a pretty solid uh way of supplementing some of it not all but especially in this format because here's the thing the wrestling does get you a couple points and i think this is where yeah. people found themselves a number of times yesterday which is you might be down three points let's say you end up getting a takedown you're still down so you need that extra thing. So that's why in certain predicaments for some of these savages who you would think, oh, man, aren't they going to go further? They found themselves down three points, and then you become like, mm-hmm. I need a Hail Mary submission. Exactly. Kind of a exactly. scenario. Here's sure. what I want to say, because the match between you and uh, Ethan was, uh, from us, from our perspective, a lot of fun to watch. And I thought there was one thing in particular when he did get your back. And it was early on in the match. And he, that is a great position for him. How were you able to get out of that particular position? Because when I watch him with other people, that's a finishing position. Mm, Yeah. Well, um, yeah, I was, 
and I knew that he I knew that he liked that back take from. I already uh, hate your answer to this. You're not giving me the details <laughs> I need to escape here. I'm going to be sitting here like. Keith oh, was like, um, no, oh, I-, I knew that was his game plan. And meanwhile, I'm getting choked the fuck out, Keith. How did you get out? <laughs> to be fair, though, Kevin. You know, I'm, get, Keith, I'm getting to it. I'm getting to it for sure. I know he's he's building to it. Great job here, Keith. <laughs> I'm going to be asleep, one- Raph, 30 seconds into this discussion. <laughs> I need to know the details a lot quicker than some the, other people. The one, the one thing I will say in asking this question is that, Keith, you don't necessarily have to go detail by detail. You can give us the okay. broad strokes because okay. there might be an element, Kevin, of Keith now thinking that he's got to do the West Coast trials and now maybe seeing the possibility of himself go to ADCC. I don't know. Maybe seeing the potential of an Ethan uh, rematch or sometime in the future. I would, however, like to know perhaps if not the exact technique to get out of it, what you were thinking and how you were able to remain calm when so many other people have not really found that out. For sure. Yeah. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't even say I was calm. Um, I was kind of panicking because he had gotten my back right after the points period had started. And so he, I just like, I really didn't want him to get hooks but he did. And then I was like, Oh, I got to move just to like maybe try to turn my hips enough to where it didn't look like he got the back. Maybe he was like more on my side and they wouldn't give him points. I could end up spinning into guard or something. Um, but I, I, I wasn't quick enough. He got my back. He held it for a long time. I fought like, honestly, like I I've never fought that hard to like get out of someone's back control before. Um, and that's like saying a lot. Cause like I've done a lot of EBI overtimes and, <laughs> and uh, I I I fight pretty hard to get out of there, but like man, his was just like it was really tight, and uh, I just I just I just kept swiveling and 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 hiding my chin, not by tucking it necessarily, but yeah. by like turning, like rotating um, uh, my head as I was turning my chin, so that it made his um, like grip awkward. Uh, like if he were to get a choke, it would make his grip awkward in relation to his his like uh body lock if that makes sense mm-hmm. it's kind of a weird way to explain that but but yeah um so i don't know that was just really frustrating and then i was like i was like down three and then um i spun into guard i think and i was like i was like hopeful that that would give me two i knew it wouldn't but i was like maybe <laughs> maybe they'll call that a sweep or something and then i was like but i was like nah i knew that wouldn't happen so then i had to i had to pass uh, but it was like super short time left. Um, so I tried to like, I tried, I tried to pass real quick, but then I was like, ah, I, I'm going to just go for the finish. Um, and so then I like, uh, I sat back for legs and he came on top and, um, yeah. So anyways, uh, it was a really tough match. I'm really glad that I had it. Um, because it was a really good experience. He's like probably one of the best dudes I've ever gone against. Um, and I felt like I, I didn't like, I didn't get like, killed i mean it was definitely discouraging because no you got killed you uh, just got just brutally beat up (laughs) no i'm i'm kidding i'm just giving you some grief well keith maybe you don't know how to read uh, maybe you're not fluent in gordon speak but Mm -hmm. when gordon puts up a post and goes this young man in reference to ethan this young man submitted everybody until the finals which is gordon's way of finding uh, the positive 
in well i want to say he submitted everybody but there's this one idiot kid from 10th planet who got out a west coaster of all people is about as close to a compliment as you'll probably get uh from somebody who's not team affiliated because i would say when you did spin out into guard it definitely let us know that okay it might be a tough journey to get those three back again but at the very yeah. least like fuck that's hard and more importantly yeah. now we're just at that that gritty heart element of what is competition you know a lot of people would buckle under that pressure so you had a great match with him i was very very pleased to see you if you were going to lose, lose on a terms that you got to show what you were super good at. So I was yeah. very pleased that yeah. you you were able to get a whole bunch of love in a way that, you know, you, you'd been working very hard and making the case at a number of different tournaments around the U.S. And for me personally, it was very nice to see you put up a post today that acknowledged yourself and how good it was. Because a lot of athletes won't do that. They'll te- they'll see second place, and they'll quote some nonsense from, uh, you know, Ricky Bobby, and they don't understand that it's a parody, <laughs> but they take it as a real yeah. thing, and they're like, "If you're not first, you're last." And it's like that's a movie that's making fun of you, idiots, who quote that. So it's also not that. how ADCC works. <laughs> people get injured. People start fighting MMA. If you're not first and yeah. you're second, you're going to be one of the first people they call, and that's that's a great <laughs> thing. And Keith. <laughs> Had you tried that back yep. escape before? Had you done that in practice and drilling? Yeah, oh, of course. That's something I've sort of uh I'm going to lead you here. I'm going to lead the witness. <laughs> okay. So yeah, you might say it was a proven strategy of winning? Mm-hmm. Oh. Oh, yes. Like you could say that. Well, I want to take a second to say if well, no, people no, no, no. listening are frustrated. Oh, well, I don't think he's going to. I want to like get it out of the way, and then I was going to let him well, try but the But he North said South. last week he would be ready to do. Did you take any time to prepare to do your drop-in for your our sponsor, our collected sponsor, Keith? No, I did not. I totally forgot about that until just now. But I, I could do it. I think I could do it. All right, we'll see you do it. This is sponsored by Proven Nutrition. It's not endorsed by them. Let's just be clear. Go ahead, Keith. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Proven Nutrition, the company that is run by the healthiest people in the world and gives products to some of the not healthiest people like myself, but gets them on the path towards healthiness. Proven Nutrition. Hey. That was pretty good, right? That was good. Yeah, uh, well, you didn't name the products or anything, but frustrated with the crowd of low quality, bad tasting, artificially flavored products. Me too. Go to something proven, natural, forty nine ninety nine. All you have to hit, and it's free shipping. Provennutrition.com. Try the core drink. It's why Keith actually succeeded this weekend and has nothing to do with his hair choices. Uh, but hopefully, <laughs> hopefully, Videl Sassoon is listening and is prepared to sponsor us for the next one. I don't know who you used. What is under your gi? It's a question that in 2018 gets you in a little trouble. In this regard, I mean, are you armoring up like Batman? NorthSouthJujitsu.com, you have to ask, how are you treating everything it's keeping you really safe and protected. No one wants to show some crack during and this they have grips, A fours, A threes, north south jujitsu dot com. I swear by it. 
It's real. Kev, can I reveal two things here real quick? Yeah. Okay. Del Sassoon is on the line, and they're prepared to give us a bleach. <laughs> they're calling it Keith Fresh. <laughs> um, number one, Keith definitely did that cold read as if he was doing a book report but didn't read the book. <laughs> <laughs> proven nutrition is uh, well, it's did. nutrition it's proven it it's healthy you know <laughs> a book about this giant dick okay and there's a dj named moby and you know it's um it's about heart and uh, adversity moby dick so that that's number one. The second thing I want to point out here, though, Kevin, is there were a number of people going ADCC style, a.k.a. Sans Rash Guard. Yeah, Kev. I saw a photo I, of some other champs. Yeah. I want to bring attention to one gentleman who, oh God. if we're being very honest, Kevin, was wearing kind of basketball shorts, and he looked like he was about three bills. Okay. Ooh, okay. So he was he was in the big boy division. And mm. he was going up against this dude who I think is one of Jay's uh Regal Budos people, right? Keith? Yeah, Nick 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 Rodriguez. Yeah, he's, he's How a, would you describe Nick's physique? Uh I would say chiseled and smooth and muscular and handsome. Sorry, did not the handsome part. <laughs> It's getting a little weird. Once you said smooth, I was like, I, you know what? I don't know that we needed all that, but sure. But this guy is like really cut. Like he looks like the ADCC knockoff version of The Rock. And I said, oh, yeah. okay, well, whatever. And then the dude he's go- going against is going to be the 300 plus guy in, I think, the semi or the quarters. And the dude who is 300 plus looks at the other dude with his shirt off and goes, ah, fuck it, takes off his shirt. And I was like, you know, this guy is a legend. I have so much appreciation for this guy looking over at the Chilsa dude and being like, oh, fuck off, dude. I can do this, too. The one thing that made me a little concerned about the whole situation, Kev, though, was because he was wearing basketball shorts. I said, oh, no, please don't let us see crack like this is ADCC style gone wrong, everybody. This is where you need the north-south jiu-jitsu underwear. This is where compression underwear is very important, people. It grips your hips. It's magic. It's really magic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I was uh, I was a little nervous about that. But I, I will say to that gentleman, I don't really know you, and I'm very sorry. I hope you don't feel that we're totally making fun of you. But for a split second, I was like, could we get him some board shorts? Because I'm very – let's not have an accident here, people. Are board shorts on the agenda? And basketball shorts in general always have those giant pockets. They're a little flashier. It doesn't work as well. I assume he didn't have pockets. I do uh, want to – can't say for sure. Go ahead, Kev. I do want to ask you to talk to me. So I, I was clipping in and out. I watched our friend Nick Chewy Alvin – just do some destruction. At one point, I messaged Raph. I was like, Alvin, I'm at two. Uh, match is over. <laughs> never, never. Unfortunately, Raph was already watching. But <laughs> you got to be quick with our friends. Who did you two see, Keith? I'll give you the first chance, and I'm even going to talk for another 10 seconds while you uh, sort this out in your brain. Who impressed <laughs> you outside of your 145-pound featherweight division? 
Um, well, uh, I think that PJ had a really great day. Um, I, I think it was worth noting because he went against really tough guys, like all exclusively tough guys. Um, his first match was against uh, a guy from Detroit Jiu-Jitsu, who I know is pretty tough. He kind of armbarred him pretty quick. His second match was against a guy who, uh, Pete Shoemaker, who had gone second at the trials a few years back, and he yeah. heel-hooked Pete pretty quick. And then this third guy, I don't even know who he was, um, but he was really tough, and I heard that he was a, uh, I heard that he was like a really good wrestler, and I heard some people in the back saying like, oh yeah, this guy's going against PJ next. It'll be like a sick wrestling match. And then uh, it was a really, really good match. I mean, PJ controlled it. I think he won either two zero, four zero, or something. Um, but it was a really good match. And then in the the quarters, right before PJ had to pull out because he hurt his knee, he went against a, a really tough dude uh, who he'd won, who he who he had gone against at the uh, on invitational um, in the finals, and uh, they had a really really good match then. And this one was also really good. Uh, uh, it went to the it went to the full distance, and uh, PJ he ended up winning four zero um, from because uh, he he mounted uh, mounted the kid. It was William Tackett. He's really good. And uh, but then PJ had to pull out right before the semis because of his knee. So, but I still feel like it was worth noting because it was a really impressive run, and I feel like uh, if nothing else, that'll get him a top seed at the uh, the West Coast Trials for sure. I just want to make sure that people know. Yes, PJ did great. Also, had no clue why he was out. I was not listening to the commentary first of all, so no. But it was the same vein of like. Why is Nikki not competing? And then we later find out that Nikki has uh, his ankle busted. So, okay, cool. Then all of a sudden I just see PJ. And on the website for Flow, I didn't know the accuracy of it. But on there they said, uh, ref's decision, PJ loses. And I go, I've been watching all these goddamn fucking matches. How did I miss that? There's no way I missed that. And I kept saying, where was that ref's decision? Where was that? And I couldn't figure it out, and it was making me mad. And then to couple that with when I saw that Keith, I think it was you and Luis, and I think even later with, uh, was it with Junie or whatever, but for whatever reason, it put you as not advancing. And I was like, I know for sure the kid advanced. Oh, yeah, that was that was weird. Um, yeah, I'm I'm looking at the, so when you said that, uh, I had to go check that, uh, and it does say that Tackett uh, beat PJ. That's super weird. I'm going to email them. Um, there was a weird one weird. with Hunter Colvin we'll get to as well. But you see oh, you yeah, for sure. For sure talk about that. But, yeah, the and fuck? then also with me, with me, they uh, they switched my name with Luis's, I think. Um, and mm-hmm. so I had to go talk to the Flow guys about that. And uh, But it, it was cool. That, that Mo uh just seen guy he was really nice he was really cool about it and he got a fix no and that, but, yeah that was, that was i weird. just i had a i had a mini heart attack and i thought there was some sort of weird secret bet that you and louise made where it's just like you played rock <laughs> paper scissors and you're like no i lost my uh, i lost my ability to go god damn it <laughs> so yeah i was a little yeah. concerned about that um no but i i want you to name other people other than pj who uh, okay. are the people that you look up to <laughs> Because I'm not going to say don't mention other 10th planet people, but can you name some other people that you saw there other than the people who you adore and put googly eyes on every one of your Instagram posts to? And who are already <laughs> Well, fine. Recognized. Okay, fine. Uh, someone who I was really impressed with who you just mentioned was Hunter Colvin. 
Um, he had a really, really good day. He's good. Um, He's good. Uh, he, I think he must have won three matches. He was, he was kind of like, he was in the 88s, which was like a little bit after mine. So I was like kind of up in the stands, like, like refueling or resting or whatever. So I didn't get to see exactly uh, all of his matches. Um, I think he had like four matches before or three matches before his fourth one uh, against Dan Martinez in the semis. And uh, I thought like from, I watched pretty much the whole match, I think. And from what I saw, uh, it looked like he should have won. Um, but then they gave the decision to Dan Martinez. It was really weird. There was a points discrepancy, though, because Hunter Colvin, just from a watching perspective, and Raph, this is what I was referencing when I was like, <laughs> what the F? I, I don't mm. understand how he lost. He gets a clear takedown. He works his ass off for it. He gets the takedown. Everyone's like, oh, there's the match. Then, nope. They don't care. That part I don't get. Yeah. Can you do that at ADCC? Is it a decision I, even over points? I I don't I don't know. It was it was weird for sure. I'm just uh, imagining Lovato getting a takedown <laughs> and then them raising like the guy, other guy's hand when he's up 2-0. It's like you're getting kicked. You're getting kicked right in the face. <laughs> it's not happening. Yeah. Yeah, right. I got, um, I got uh, pissed on that one. Keith, <laughs> what was your note on that? No, sorry. Yeah, it was it was just really weird to watch uh, Hunter uh, that that match in particular because yeah, we were watching it from the stands and I couldn't see the scoreboard, so I don't know what the point situation was, but it looked like it was uh, maybe zero zero, and he was just controlling the entire time. Like it looked like he had gone some probably should have been takedowns, but ADCC scores takedowns really weird, so uh, you have to like clearly control them for three seconds um, before they give you points. But even still, I thought. Well, okay, he didn't get the takedown, maybe, but he should have got the rest decision, and they they gave it to Dan Martinez. Pretty weird, but whatever. I'd like to point it out. Also, I think Dan Martinez uh, flashed his Bambi-looking eyes at them because he's one of the competitors. <laughs> who I'm like, are you wearing mascara? Because it looks like it. Um, it's interesting to note that, and I don't know how you feel about this, Keith, but as a avid watcher of all of these things. I get a lot of anxiety when I don't see the refs give the points at moments I thought they should give the points. And it's not to say that they don't give them, but I felt like sometimes it would be 40 seconds before I'd see points and I go, what the fuck? If I was that person and I didn't see points after 10 seconds, I would tell the person, hey, do you mind if I take a second here real quick? I need to go talk to the ref. Excuse me, motherfucker. Where are my points? I worked very hard for that, <laughs> and it's very likely I'm not going to get those again. So please put some points on the bo- – oh, uh, I'm disqualified? Okay, well, oh, that I made sense. my stance. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> That's my bad for showing you up. I get it. <laughs> I did miss that part. You know, my bad. That one's on me. Everybody has some blame in this. Uh, I'll tell you this. I'll tell you who else I was impressed by. Uh, I thought Satava, obviously, who ends up with very uh, solid result on his own right. Um, Ekbari, I thought, had a very solid game because it does play a little bit into the MMA guy's uh, wheelhouse when they look over and they go, wait, I can just get a takedown and then just kind of kind of do my thing? Be stumpy? Dope. <laughs> So I was actually hoping that we would get to see uh, Barch and Akbari because we were 
teased with the ability for PJ to have uh, a blonde off with him and Uriah. And then I was like, man, that would have been fun too. Um, Did PJ get you know, pissed about your hair, Keith? Was he like, get off my corner? Like, like you wouldn't believe he was so mad. He wouldn't talk to me when I first got there. It was crazy. I was like, what the heck? If anything, I look like you, but I, I didn't actually say that. But <laughs> um, that's when you come on a little too strong when you're like, I'm trying to be like you. And he's like, oh my God, I've got a jujitsu stalker. <laughs> oh, he already knows I'm his jujitsu stalker. <laughs> Um, uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Raph, I'm trying you to have some else. honorable yeah, mentions. Yeah, I'm just uh, sifting through. Uh, Jimenez, Roberto Jimenez, this kid, him and the Rotolo twins. There was a moment where I think, because I broadcasted for eight hours yesterday on the grappling hour, and I was giving my observations as things were going on in, in live time. And I think I mentioned your name in it, Keith, so I don't know if you'll ever go back and watch. There's really no reason, but in the event that you ever see a clip of me being made, going off on a rant, just espousing how much I hate you kids. Because I go, (laughs) these fucking young kids, Jimenez is all of, what, 18 or 19? The Rotolo twins are, what, 15, 16 years old? 15. Are they 18? No, 15. 15. Thank you. Okay. Okay. Crazy. Seeing these guys create major problems and disrupt part of the whole brackets is concerning for a number of reasons. So I definitely am scared of what the future holds in for them. I know you mentioned uh, Dan Martinez is maybe not advancing or should have advanced. I thought for the most part, you know, I, I'd like watching them compete, uh, I might like watching him compete a little bit more in uh, EBI, but he's always somebody who I enjoy. And I'm trying to think of the guys. Like, I have to make a, a note. That one kid from Jays who's been competing that we talked about, the rock-looking dude, he was only competing yeah, yeah, yeah. or at least training for six months, kid. Yeah, isn't that crazy? Wait, uh, they let fifteen-year-olds do this? Sorry, I, sidebar. Yeah. What? Oh, oh! I Kev, thought you had to be able I, to drive to submit Keith's <laughs> blonde <laughs> ass. Is that he, not the he case? Got a, <laughs> he got a learner's permit. Kev, let me break down for you what's really <laughs> worse. <about> the <laughs> They'll let rural grapplers can get a farmer's permit, but you have to live on ten acres and you can compete at Kev, fourteen. I hate to be the bearer of bad news, <laughs> and Keith. You know, close your ears or avert your eyes or whatever you want to do. Kev, this is just to you. Um, one of the Rotolo twins got uh, toe-held so hard he couldn't walk off the mats. Ooh. And to be fair, when you are in competition, you're just supposed to kill the kid. However, there was a moment when I was watching it. I go, he's just a child. <laughs> leave him alone who cares if his clean passing is a problem for you you don't toe hold him like that and uh it was to the point where gordon in an actual compliment said that he was very impressed by the rotolo twins and in a non-douchebag moment gordon went to go help him off the mats and i know a lot of people were giving him credit but when you're as strong as gordon is and you like to brag about how much you're lifting. Helping someone who weighs about a buck forty isn't highly impressive to me. 
But it is something that we should note is something out of the ordinary of him giving bullshit to people on Instagram. So it was a moment of note <laughs> that I think we should pass on. And frankly, if he doesn't Ron Swanson pick him up and curl him, I'm not impressed, Gordon. It's like, show us you can clean and jerk one of the Frivolo twins, and then I'm in. But until then... <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, Tim I Spriggs had a great day. Gordon's apathetic well. face, by the way. Okay, Tim Spriggs, I asked you about this off-air. He has to go yeah. through trials? Can you or Keith explain that to me? I thought he was I thought he's more of an auto bid. Uh yeah, I I saw him there um and I was a little I uh I guess I was a little surprised, but not like super super surprised cuz he didn't place at the last um ADCC. He just he, I think he got to the second round against Lovato or something, right? Um or something like that. I forget who it was. But anyways, yeah. Um but it did not like he had a great day. It looked kind of like not really competitive the whole day for him. Like he was yeah. much much better than everyone in his division. Yeah, he he's definitely one of those guys who you can tell his game is particularly made for ADCC. So yeah, it is. Uh, it's a tall order for anybody in there, and uh, you know, I mean, Aaron Tex Johnson looked really dominant. He, he had a really solid day as well. So you know, props to him. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I might be talking to some of these people on Grappling Hour this week. I'm not going to get into that. That's not. Neither Which here one? Nor there. Who? We have a- Wait, who? Who? Hey, well, well, teaser for the me. grappling hour, and you can find the grappling <laughs> hour rafts coverage. There's no one that covers more corners of the grappling game than Raph as far as to find the grappling hour on everything. Basically, if there's a social yeah, media, Cyberdust, Facebook, Instagram, <laughs> it's on all of them. <laughs> I'm gonna start a Pinterest too. That's what we're gonna do. The gonna grappling like, hour hey, Pinterest. Guys. If you want to figure out how to create octagons out of doilies and reused clothing, <laughs> Raph has a Tuesday night feed you're not going to want to miss. There's nothing better than what I see like other girls go or women go to my wife and go, oh, it's on my Pinterest. I'll send you a link. And I'm always like, I have no idea what you just said. I know Pinterest is a thing, but I don't know how to use it. And I don't want to know. Gentlemen, I think it is time for us to transition. Unless, Keith, you have any more observations from ADCC that you'd like to tell us. you have anything juicy behind the scenes? Anything that you can reveal to us? Because the whole reason we put you on oh. this week was so that you could tell us all the shit that's going on behind the scenes. We didn't know that you were going to, uh, like, go out there and win a whole bunch to the point where you couldn't concentrate on giving us the exclusive and being a great reporter. No, you had to be a good athlete. So tell us the juice. That you got oh, I got oh, I got some juice for you. So uh, there was one point right after I had gotten done with, with one of my matches, and uh, I think it was the semis, and or no, no, it was the quarters maybe. And PJ's warming up for his quarterfinal matchup, and one of the Rotolo boys comes over to him and he goes, "Hey, bro, let's do this." And PJ goes, "Hell yeah, man, let's win this together." And then I looked at PJ. I was like three feet behind him, and I looked at him. And I just, I couldn't believe that he had just replaced, replaced me as his little buddy that easily. He just, he found some other young grappler boy and he said, oh yeah, this, this guy, he seems more talented than, than Keith. I'm going to make him my new best little buddy. And so that, 
that's pretty juicy, right? I'm sorry. Is Let's is hiring Keith as our <laughs> our sideline reporter? We just got a little bit more deep into he and PJ's relationship. Uh, that was not what I was expecting, serious. but I was more looking he, for like Ethan Kredlinson definitely injected Gordon before the finals, which was weird. <laughs> but he's got to keep his steroid regimen up. That, I was looking for something like that, you, but this was cute. Kev, could you do me a solid? Could you, as a real host of this show, Uh-oh. address the phraseology of Grappler Boy in a way yeah. Didn't that like I that think all. informs Keith of what he is stating when he says that his hero is referring to him as a Grappler Boy? These are grappling men. Keith and or grappling humans. I don't know that we need to subscribe gender in this day and age. I think we can all just be adults. Whatever your okay. East Coast, West Coast naivete is, let's just keep it. Let's keep also, it PC. Keith, you just turned 21. If you can have a beer, I, I don't think we get to call you a grappler boy. No, you're a grappling reason. Uh, adolescent now. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's grappling. Well, whatever. Grappling adult. There's a particular you know- reason why. Go ahead. Sorry. Do you want Do you want to know what I did to get to get back at PJ? I mean, you've already brought this on the show, so yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> so I I so I go over to PJ's future fight to win opponent um, at the next fight to win, uh, Dustin Akbari, and uh, he asked he asked me, uh, uh, "Hey, could you uh, could you help me warm up? Can you hand fight a little bit?" And normally I would be like, mm, "You know, I don't know. I don't really have a match anytime soon, and uh, you know, you're my." My one of my best buddies, uh, future opponents. I probably shouldn't, but he had just gone up to their Tolo kid. So I go, oh, yeah, sure. And so I warmed up with Dustin Akbari for a solid ten minutes, and he gave me really good advice on wrestling stuff. And and then I I then I told PJ, <laughs> and he, he didn't, and what did he didn't PJ say? How quickly after yeah, did you tell he, PJ? Yeah, actually, I, I, like, I don't mean to he, make he you murder this. Care. Did you run over there? Like how? <laughs> what was the time duration yeah, between? Yeah, I, <laughs> <laughs> okay, Rap, I can see it now. He's sitting there, he gets rejected because PJ's all deep in Rotoloville. And he's like, Well, what am I gonna do? It's so hard. And that's when Akbari's like, Hey, I could use nothing or you and you'll work. You do that. It and was kind of like that, yeah. Run to PJ, tap him on the shoulder, I assume. He's like, looks at you begrudgingly. It's like, I found a new partner. So there. <laughs> and then they left. All right, Rap, I don't want to call to question your confidence of our sideline reporter, but this this wasn't what you promised me on Inside Scoop. To be 100% clear, I thought it would be better. I thought Keith always brings book reports. I, You know, I don't either, and I feel really bad and stupid because – when I was explaining the genius of booking you on the show about two months ago, I think I'm going to slot in the kid right at ADCC trials. He's going to go himself. There's a big New York card. I think it's going to work out perfectly, but I won't ask him until a week before. And, you know, I planned this out for a couple months and I was like, I think I've made a pretty good choice here. And then you go, and competitively, it makes 100% sense. Because people go, oh, wait, Keith's on your show today? I was like, well, he's contractually obligated. So, yeah, he's coming back on. But then (laughs) when we say, well, give us the juice, and you go, Raph, I've got a scoop. Remember that person you asked me not to go ahead and give a lot of credit to because I'm too close to him and have no journalistic integrity? Well, this guy basically went up to somebody 
and uh, told him that, you know, hey, like, it's cool. We're, we're all competing. We should go represent San Diego, maybe. Maybe the state mm. of California as West Coasters. And saying, I don't why know don't we what it was. Together? But it was, it was disturbing. Whatever, whatever was going on between those two, I wasn't happy <laughs> about it. <laughs> I think that's what he I think you read the most into something that was absolutely <laughs> nothing. And then if you ever asked PJ about it, he'd be like, Oh yeah, I just said cool kid. Good to see you guys. And meanwhile, you're like, there was no worse thing you could have said to me. Yeah, well, you know, I guess that's uh we'll have to ask PJ. So everybody just put your seatbelts on for ADCC West Coast because we've still got yeah. many more trials. And Keith will go to the one. Keith's going to show up in Brazil, I'm sure, for their ADCC yeah. trials ready to take the title. I can't wait to see his purple hair at that one. I think that's 10th Planet uh-huh. should have like an auditory just to give some finality uh, to the 77 kilograms. And, Keith, do you mind going and weighing yourself while I give some of these results? Mm. You were 145 pounds two days ago. Anybody want? Do we want to guess what he is right now? Oh, yeah, because I've he, been seeing what he's been eating. He said he ate his weight in pizza. We have that on the record. So, okay, Keith, go weigh yourself. Uh, okay. John Satava wins the 77 kg. Not a huge surprise there. Had some Dustin Akbari. Um, Alec Balding, champ of the 88 kilogram. Everyone knows the hardest one, along with uh, Dan Martinez, though. Hunter Colvin still. There's some weirdness in that division. Tim Spriggs takes the 99 kgs because, you know, he's got 99 problems, but losing ain't one in this particular mm. tournament. And 99 plus or the uh, Kevin division, if I were so. Wow, a lot of shirtless <laughs> people in this one. Aaron Tex Johnson takes it with Hudson Taylor as the runner-up. There's some good. Uh, there's some good talent in this pool. Mm. Keith, do you know your weight? I do. So you were 145. What are you? Oh, oh, I, I oh, love wait, the way wait, you on, said that. Tell us, tell us, tell us Kevin. It. What are you going in at? I, I bet he's a, so Keith's not a not a huge person, but 145. I mean, he's, there's a lot of muscle involved in this equation. I'm going to guess 166. Ooh, I think that by Price is Right rules, you're going to go over. I'm going to go 155. Oh, boy. Uh, I don't really really know how to tell you this, but I'm 160.1 right now. Oh, yeah, by Price is Right rules, you do win, but damn. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, how fat are you? You gained 15 pounds in a day and a half. Uh, 16, because I weighed in at 144. Um, so that's, yeah, that's uh, I don't know. I'm pretty hungry right now, to be honest. So I'm Wes and I and Wes and Art and I are about to go get pizza press after this. So I'm going to be a lot more by the end of the night. What is pizza press? <laughs> um, for those of yeah, us not I don't know. I don't know. I, uh, I don't know. <laughs> a terrible place to be at. All right. Well, I'm glad we can do this. So did you get to watch any of the fights yesterday? Did you get to watch any of the UFC 230 fights? No, so uh, Wes and I, uh, we we went we went to go eat with PJ and Gio and all them, uh, and then we stuffed our face with pizza. We came back and we're like, all right, we're just gonna uh, shower, charge our phones, and then uh, we'll head out to a sports bar and we'll go watch them. We both fell asleep <laughs> and we didn't wake up till like <laughs> like <laughs> till like mid like after midnight. 
Um, so then I had to, I had to watch all the fights, uh, today, um, after the fact, but I did, I did watch them. All right. Let's start from the beginning. And by the beginning, I mean the last fight, Kev, why did we do this main event fight? Uh, you know, that's a question I've been trying to figure out for a few. I think we lost something and this is what they replaced it with. Right. Well, uh, yeah, not exactly. I, 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 oh, sorry. Go ahead, Keith. Uh, you explain it. No, no, sorry. I, it wasn't that we lost something. Is that we had had an option that was not as good as this option, so we replaced the the lesser option. The, the first, the first one was Sajara Eubanks versus Valentina Shevchenko on as the headliner. That's but, right. Shevchenko uh, got Daniel there. Cormier. Yeah, no, uh, no, uh, Chivchenko, they postponed her fight with, it's kind of hard to explain. They made her fight, uh, Yuani and Jacek a month after this, but they're making her fight, uh, not making her. I'm doing a horrible job explaining this. Um, they made Joanna and Jacek versus, uh, Valentina Chivchenko a month later, and they made, um, Daniel Cormier, Derek Lewis, the new headliner in place of, uh, Eubanks versus Shevchenko. It's kind of kind of confusing, but that's basically what happened. Sorry, you, you landed I the plane, I sh- but nobody's going to talk about how you did it. Yeah, I guess I hope so. I or I hope. Yeah, I hope so because I should have let you explain that. That was horrible. I appreciate that. Let me go ahead and take the wheel here, kid. <laughs> so apparently, we were expecting Poirier and Diaz as a possibility to be the headliner. That's what that I thought. Through. Thank you. That now, was the one, right? That was the and then Diaz. No, they they did announce that, and that was supposed to be the once they were talking about Cormier uh, having a possibility against Derek Lewis because a star is born kind of moment happened with Derek Lewis at a very <laughs> very big pay per view just three and a half weeks ago. Really, people, it was and seconds ago, happened, wasn't it? It did feel it like really was, and it wasn't a fight he crushed. Like he barely won no. it after. after okay. no. And whatever commission cleared him said, eh, good enough. Like, yeah, why not? I mean, he was losing a lot of the fight, but mm, let's put him in because why not? What they were thinking was that last pay-per-view sold 2.4 million pay-per-views. If they could just get a fraction of that, and they will, uh, why not put him at the top? Because that might sell more than Diaz and Poirier. And think to yourself, okay, well... Put that together. Put that at the main, I guess, top of the card. As long as we've got Poirier and Diaz the next day. Oh, they're out. Shit. Meanwhile, Eubanks is so furious she gets kicked to the undercard. She misses weight. Now, I've never missed weight as a form of hating people. Uh, I'm not sure she did either because she seemed very, very unapologetic about it. And uh, was very angry, even though she assured us about a month ago she would never miss weight again. And with her 3-2 record, somehow didn't quite get the idea that maybe she should be not fighting for a title. But I digress. That's how we got the main event that we did. My question to you, Keith, is why did DC not fight Stipe Miocic in a rematch when he's only got several fights left? And right now it's only looking like one. And, and this fight in all of our heads looked embarrassingly easy for a guy trying to convince us he is in the conversation for greatest of all time. 
Okay, so let's look at this from Cormier's perspective. He could either fight uh, Stipe Miocic, who is uh, uh, on paper uh, was the most accomplished heavyweight in UFC history. Um, very dangerous fight on three weeks' notice with a bust in hand, or and 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 by by that for probably just as many, if not less, pay per view. Uh, uh, points uh, for, for let's say let's let's say more or less uh, the same amount of money if not less um, than if he had fought uh, Derek Lewis, who is a significantly easier fight on paper and uh, a personality, so um, uh, probably going to sell a little bit more. Like you said, he was on that 2.4 million uh, pay per view buy card, which obviously got a lot of eyes on him. He was kind of a he was kind of a breakout star that night. Um, he could he could take the easy fight on three weeks' notice with that busted hand against a guy who was grappling is not that amazing. Or he could fight Stipe and potentially uh, lose. Um, and uh, he, I just that fight like wouldn't really. I mean, he had just knocked him out in the first round. If if he does anything less than that in the the rematch, then he kind of looks like a fool. So uh, I think from his perspective, this was the fight that he should that he uh, should have taken. And uh, yeah, I mean he's still he's still making his case as to why he's the greatest, one of the greatest of all time. I don't think this is the performance that does it, but uh, if you look at his career as as a whole, you could you could argue that. You could if you just listen to <clears throat> only DC anybody <laughs> anybody but him. Because oh, I feel yeah, oh, that sure. most people, I feel most people would probably at least look at his record and say, "Well, we've got to put him in here." We're in a weird modern era where everybody's got to go ahead and say, "No, no, no, I'm greatest of all time." And I think yeah. it's because <laughs> athletes tend to be so competitive, they end up becoming stupid argumentatively. Whereas DC <laughs> is so convinced that he's like, "No, nah, I've got to be in the greatest." conversation it's like well you have two clear losses to a guy who was definitely questioned on steroids and more importantly mm-hmm. if he has an asterisk why don't you so a good way to subvert that conversation if you're the guy leading the charge on the conversation is to go in and say okay well cool dc i mean Stipe did defend it the most it would make sense to go in and fight him maybe you don't get as many pay-per-view sales but last night, he was telling us in the press conference, anytime he's been fighting, win or lose, he fills those seats. So at least your gate's going to be good. So I guess the weird part to me is don't try and put the greatest of all time conversation yourself that you are leading if you are taking an easy payday that does nothing to help legacy, which is clearly what you're really bitching about. When we get down to it, because the last two fights on his record that is already amazing and undisputed and, you know, beating all of these people in very clear fashion are going to be Derek Lewis and very likely Brock Lesnar, which are two fights that although you can't look past the fact that you have to put that with a condition, please don't look past this is a concern. Definitely. Yeah, at least you really make a joke to him. You know, no. yeah, at least he finished him, right? Uh, I was easy. just gonna say he didn't like walk it to a five round decision. It was like I'm no, gonna hit he you. Definitely, 
then I'm going to take it. Took the second round to do it. And that's still like, especially when you see that first round where Derek Lewis is like, whoa, whoa, this is wrestling. Oh, no. I thought, this is not a great fight. Fortunately, every part of the karma that I can eliminate from that gave me one great fight that I was very excited and happy to see. And that was Jacare and Chris Weidman. And that fight was about everything I could have wanted from that fight. Uh, Kevin, did you happen to see any part of that? I abs- Well, kind of. I saw the highlights. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Not live. <laughs> I was about to interject with, I absolutely did. But I was like, that's way too much bravada for what you did. <laughs> like, you, you Googled the highlights, so calm down, Kevin. Yeah, and I have to tell you. There was a moment where I read Cormier and Lewis's results, and then I went, read Weidman Souza, and I was like, oh, cool. W- Weidman got subbed, and Lewis got knocked out. I was like, no, 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 wait. Got to go back over this again. Jacques Array, who is coming off a loss, which we were all terrified for, fighting a, uh, someone he could have fought for the title a few years ago, wins pretty convincingly uh, via TKO. And they also got fight of the night, not to just really add on, but that that does. Hey, Keith predicted that part correctly that they'd get fight of the night. Yep, so. I, I noticed that. The, does this give Jacare a title shot? Are we title shotting now? What are we doing? Mm, depends on what happens in Whitaker, uh, um, Whitaker, uh, Gaslam, and then Romero, whoever he's fighting next. Probably everyone. Take a deep uh, breath and imagine if before Keith said all those names, did you know who was who was the champion of the 185-pound division? No one knows. I think it's GSP. What? I, no one knows. No. People know. No, they do not. Right? No, they they know Whitaker's the champ, right? Who is he? Do they know? Wh- when did he win Whitaker? the championship? It, I don't. Okay. No, I'll, I'll believe you. Kevin, did you not know Whitaker was the champ? I knew he was champ adjacent there's been a lot of interims it's been hard to track who <laughs> exactly fair. no i honestly if you had said who's the champion of the 185 pound division i've been like it's not you well it's not bisbee yeah <laughs> i want to say you well I, I did i did honestly want to be like romero is it it's not john jones uh so <laughs> here's what happens. this is how you this is how you know you're really in a a place for a certain division is if you were to bring in a criminal and push them up against the wall and interrogate them and go, tell me right now who's the middleweight champion is. They're like, "Ah, what? GSP? Was he it? They're like, no, he had it because he doesn't like fighting and he's got super mono and he hates Dana White. What was it? Bobby Knuckles? Ah, I mean, here's the whole thing about Bobby Knuckles. He got injured, but he's kind of injured now, but he's not as much, but he did win it. Bisping? No. Oh, Kevin Gasolum? No, he's still on a mission for gold. Cool. Until that hashtag becomes irrelevant, because once he gets the gold, I hope that hashtag goes away. But I will say it is confusing. Uh, They were talking last night in the post presser that he does seem likely as the candidate to get it. Um, That win over uh, Weidman. Here's why I enjoyed it so much. Because Weidman was winning the fight, hands down. And it wasn't to say that Jacare wasn't in the fight. He just wasn't doing as much as Weidman on leading the strikes, pushing the action. 
I thought Jacare had some great countering moments, but I was concerned for him and I was pulling for him. Now, mind you, I was very much in respect of what Chris Weidman was doing. He looked very comfortable, very loose. And then something happened when they were saying that it was hard for Jacare to breathe. It looked very difficult for him to kind of uh, storm down and continue doing what he does best. And this was all stand-up, Kevin. There was no real takedown. So when we got to the third round and they mentioned how hard it was for him to breathe with a a broken nose, they're saying he's got to dig deep. And he really did. It was amazing. I was so in awe of what he did. And I was just happy because, you know, obviously Chris Weidman didn't win, but I thought he looked really sharp yesterday until he got knocked out. And I thought for Jacare... He was getting dominated, and he came back in strong fashion. And that's that kind of performance that you look at and you go, man, you've never been a UFC champion. But if there was somebody I'd like to give a shot to right now, I'd love to see how you do. And I don't know how he fares against uh, a Bobby Knuckles, but I would love to see it. If that happens. When was the last time Bobby fought? Uh, Well, last. Last or this past June, I believe. Um, June. Or that's where he injured June or May. his hand. I think it was May. Yeah. All right. No, no, we're fine. But but yeah. Um, I don't remember when I fight either. Oh God. Yoel, <laughs> Yoel, we've talked about this. Yeah, I know. You, I hear. I hear with you. You Who got. Am I talking to? Damn it! This is Kevin and Keith. You know you got the cease and desist letter. We told you no, we don't no. want you to do this anymore. We felt uncomfortable after the last one. I love you. I don't <laughs> like him. <laughs> we love you. We don't like him either. Are you, if I had asked you, Yoel, who's the 185-pound champ, who would you have said? Maybe. No, not are you going to be. I'm saying if you had to say a name about who was going to be the person. Oh, no, I don't know. I, I thought uh, is Keith, did he win? No, Keith Krikorian is definitely not the champion of the 185-pound division. I don't know. You give him one more day, he might be that way. No. <laughs> <laughs> He's got some time. He's got Keith, some time. I have a question for you. Sure, go ahead. You one time said, when I had to fulfill a bet, that I am best in short doses. <laughs> I did say that. <laughs> okay, well, I ask you this now. How come you spend nine minutes talking about Piaget and yet I waste time on Verbal Tap Podcast? <laughs> uh, the people really care about PJ, is the thing. They want to hear oh, about it. Uh, well, I don't know. No, they care about me. They love me. They don't love you. Okay. Well, all right. Well, verbal tap fans. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, the yeah, one, the always, uh, Yoel Romero swings by the podcast. Yoel, please, please leave. I, we sent him the letter. Case. Verbal tap legal. I saw it. I signed <laughs> off on it. It was like, I, I'm in on this. <laughs> UFC 230, before we re- reveal any more over under <laughs> business, do we have anything else to hash out here? Uh, Keith, do you have any observations or notes? I have a couple that I'll go down in a second, but go ahead. Uh, which, um, well, 
Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Shane Burgos versus uh, Kurt Holabaugh. That was a sick yes. fight. Um, yes. That was that was really cool. I I mean, if, if uh, Kevin, I don't know if you saw it, but uh, Kurt Holabaugh, he dropped Shane Burgos, and then as soon as it hit the mat, Shane swiveled his hips and hit a pretty sick arm bar. Oh, um, that was cool. And then uh, Lando Venado and Matt Favola was a really good fight. Didn't get fight of the night, which I, I, I mean, I was happy that Jacare and, and Wyman got fight of the night. But I'm sorry. Yeah, Venata and Favola was a draw, but even still, it was, it was really, no, but really in awesome. your eyes, was that a draw? Uh, I don't, I don't know. This, like, it, I don't really understand how they, how you could score to draw, um, necessarily, but I don't know. It, it was, it was, it was very back and forth clearly. And it was, it was competitive enough to where, um, I could have seen it go, go for either guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. What about you? Did you score to draw? Uh, so I was eating a lot of sushi at the time and I looked oh, at it and I just nice. go, this seems kind of silly, but I really wasn't bugged by it. I just kind of said, yeah. uh, I mean, sure. And then weird I immediately, too. whenever I see Joe interviewed two people at one time, I go, this is weird. Yeah, that is always awkward. <laughs> um, yeah, it's weird because Venata, he had a, a draw against Bobby uh, Bobby Green two fights ago. It was for different under different circumstances. It was because he got deducted a point, but still. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Anyways. So what else you got for us, Keith? It sounded like you have a list you're going up with. Yeah, and then uh, Israel are, are, uh, Adesanya uh, and Derek Brunson. That was a really cool fight. That was just a really good performance from uh, Adesanya. I thought he really set himself apart, and he, he kind of called it on, um, I think it was Hawani's show. Um, he said, uh, the way that I win this fight is going gonna, is gonna to put me into a title uh, shot. Because I think Kawani asked him something along the lines of, wh- wh- how soon do you see yourself fighting for a title? He said, I could easily fight for a title next uh, after the way that I beat, um, Br- or the spectacular fashion I'm going to beat Brunson in. And uh, he delivered. I mean, it was mm. freaking phenomenal. That okay. was, yeah, I thought that, I thought that the, you know, with the whole Jacare thing, he's kind of in limbo. Uh, not in limbo, I guess, but like he's in a weird spot and Yoel's in a weird spot, I think Adesanya could definitely slip in there if, if Whitaker wins. Maybe um, they could do a an event in Australia or New Zealand or wherever, and it would be like a Aussie versus <laughs> yeah. Kiwi type of thing. It would be cool. Yeah, no, I don't think they're doing that. I think the with uh, Bobby I don't know. I, th- I don't know. They're looking Go to ahead, have sorry. an event in Australia, I think, next year for uh, Bobby and uh, yeah. Well, that's uh, Whitaker. Yeah, Whitaker and Kelvin are fighting in Australia. I'm saying if if uh, if someone pulls out, or if um, if Bobby wins, or if uh, Robert Bobby Knuckles, if Robert wins, um, then uh, they could easily. I don't know. I don't know. I just I'm just saying he he, he did a good I mean, job of setting himself apart. With he fight. did. Uh, and did you have any notes for Jared? Uh, Cannoneer. Uh, that was a surprise for sure. Uh, I thought Branch looked good um, leading into that uh, second round. Uh, not amazing, but that's kind of like Branch is more of a gritty type of dude. So, um, uh, I mean, but Cannonier, yeah, he's got power for... and he's coming down from heavyweight. Sorry, go ahead. No, I was just saying it was a surprise for some of us. That's all. I mean. Oh, no. Yeah, because I picked, I picked Branch. Yeah, I know. Well, I'll tell you this, and I'll tell you, Kev, my highlight of this. Uh, I want two things to note before we reveal the winner. Mm -hmm. Number one, 
I feel like if an octagon is too bloody after a fight, I would like the opportunity to ask for another octagon. <laughs> you know like how, that. like, a Korean barbecue, when uh, when they'll give you a grill change because it gets too, like, burnt or whatever? What exactly. if they did that for the octagon and blood? <laughs> Thank you, Keith. <laughs> can we get a, for we get elaborating a change, please? <laughs> my point, the best I've ever heard <laughs> explained on the show and used in terms that both myself and our audience clearly understand. <laughs> you can tell what with shit, what gear Keith has shifted into, which is Fat Kid. <laughs> it's like fifth gear, but it just says uh, food. <laughs> He's headed to like the yep. Alibaba Grill. It's everything. <laughs> to be fair, Kev, there was a lot of him posting uh, photos of other people's food going in the last week, and uh, nothing made me happier than seeing that. So that was uh, that was the case on the Plims uh, card over on Fox Sports 1. But the second observation I want to make sure that we are on top of, which is we had Eubanks, who ended up with the decision over Roxy. And that doesn't matter to me. The fact that she missed weight after assuring us she would not miss weight, mm-hmm. and the fact that the internet crowned her new Artem made me happy in a way. Now, Kev, I don't know how much you pay attention to the Artem memes, but Artem, who is Connor's friend, who is, I guess, the person who instigated everything (laughs) by just being there and talking shit about Khabib and then getting slapped, Artem has been routinely mocked on the internet for a number of reasons. They sometimes say he has T-Rex arms. They sometimes mockingly refer to him as the goat because... They say that he's what? I think like 13 or 14 and 13. So they say, you've only got a 14 and 13 chance to beat the goat. (laughs) Like the jokes are amazing, but the internet decided very late on Friday that they would crown Eubanks as the new goat. And I said, oh no, these jokes are too good. I could not stop laughing at them. So the fact that she missed weight, and I'm 100% honest on this. It actually brought me out of the small depression I had Friday morning when I realized that UFC 230 wouldn't have Poirier and Diaz. And I go, man, I really would have liked to have seen that fight. But Eubanks missed weight. And now the internet is mocking her. You know, everything kind of works out in the end, everybody. Can't miss weight. Kev. Do we have some news to tell the child? Yeah. He got his ass kicked. Uh, he just straight up, yeah, candy corn so is lame. delicious. <laughs> People need to just <laughs> okay. take a breath. Hold on. I'm not allowing this. Keith, what do you mean that you know? Did you know your fate was sealed? Did you know that you lost this whole time? Uh, yeah, of course. I got killed. Yeah. What do you what do you mean? Because uh, is Kremlin. this your photographic memory or you did you actually Ethan. like write down the picks? No, I just I just uh I just remembered that we picked opposite uh most for the most part all my picks lost and his won. What was even that though I of... felt like I had better analysis. Oh, oh no, Kevin. Something weird happened. We brought on somebody who knew all the fighters, and they lost to you by a really bad margin. It's just an okay. Just a full oh my on. God. I was going to call it an Ethan Kremlinson, but I wasn't trying to be too specific. Rude. 
Okay. <laughs> I was just going to full-on Ethan this. Kev, I will say you've never <laughs> rolled with Keith, and he knows where you're broken, and I would caution you. And you know what? If I'm really, really cautioning you on this, I'm also cautioning myself, because I'd like to distance myself from Kevin. You I roll should. with Keith, and that means that the next person he's probably going to roll with is me. That's and if Keith hope. is like trying to take out your shit on me, that's unfair <laughs> in life. I I would agree with that, especially after Keith, watching him you, this weekend. That's that's poor pool yeah. by me. Keith, can you tell us the exact moment you realized you lost and how do you felt about it in over under Uh Like, I don't know, like halfway up the card. I was as soon as the prelims ended, I was like, uh, I was like, uh, I don't think I'm going to win this. <laughs> even like, even if I got all, even if I got like one out of the, or, or four out of the five picks. I don't think I still would have won. So, anyways, it, what, it's, it is what it is. What are you going to do? That's fine. I just, let's be very clear. And again, I want to know because you're an athlete, which was worse, losing in the finals or losing to Kevin in over under Kevin? Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm, this is tough. This mm-hmm. is tough. Um,. You know, I felt like I got to show more of my game, my skill set, if you will, in uh, the finals yesterday than I did in over under Kevin. So I guess it's more mm. embarrassing to lose to Kevin. Well, let's let's make sure we put that in a clip show sometime in the future. I want to make sure that uh, you understand. I mean, Keith, there are going to be plenty more ADCCs in your lifetime because you're all of 21. So. Yeah. You have opportunities to avenge yourself. I don't know. The fact that you made a very impassioned plead for Daniel Cormier to not ever give Stipe a rematch makes me think, Kev, do we have to grant him an immediate rematch? Absolutely not. (laughs) Just like in the Hmm. Stipe DC. On paper, sure, he's an obvious threat. But what a way for me to avoid that type of pitfall and continue my... Greatest over under Kevin combatant dominance, <laughs> much like DC. I'm right there. Mm. I'm right there. Whack. This is all whack. This is whatever. You were the you brought up the analysis, kid. We're just telling you a cross application of it. That's all. I don't think there's mm-hmm. anything wrong with that. Kevin didn't even freaking watch most of the fight. Which somehow well, you know what? didn't preclude me from beating your skinny now <laughs> semi hefty ass. I was able to just (laughs) roll right by this round. This was an easy one. I just Tim Spriggs the shit out of this. I was like, I I had no problem. Keith's at that point of now just complaining and being like, well, I mean, half the rounds, like, not even points anyway, and I was positionally better than you, so no big deal. (laughs) That's funny. (laughs) It's not like you got cold. Like, this was real. This was, I I Akbari hand fought you. Just smacked the shit out of him. I'm ready. Well, let's do this. Keith, what can we help you plug? I mean, we've already done the proven nutrition, so you don't need to do that. Yeah. Uh, what are you what are you doing next? What's coming up for you? Are you ending the year? Are you do we see you at Nogi Worlds? Like what oh wait, um, we see you at Fight to Win. Yeah. Yeah, the only thing I have scheduled as of right now is Fight to Win. Um which uh I am definitely looking forward to and I, I do I am considering ending the year there. Um but it is tempting to want to do Nogi Worlds too. So 
Uh, I don't know. I'm not really sure. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not positive. I, there's like there's. I have a like a a number of dilemmas um, in deciding whether or not to do Nogi Worlds, but but I'll keep you guys posted. I don't know. We'll see. Great plug. Uh, any sponsors you want to give <laughs> a big shout out to before we start to close things down? Um, yeah, well, uh, you are, you guys already know Proven Nutrition. I have uh, Miss Mary Jane CBD, Rollsome BJJ, uh, Toehold Flip Flops, uh, Juiced Systems, and uh, Average Joe's Gym. Those are my sponsors. So, um, That's very good. Yeah, there you go. Yep. Kevin. Do you have any departing words for the person who lost to you? <sighs> okay. It's, uh, don't look no, at it. I don't know. He was talking to me. Don't look at it as a loss, Keith. Look at it as a learning experience. Now you know not to come oh, fuck with me on my own show. That'll get you in <laughs> yeah, real trouble. Sure. Lesson learned. Uh-huh. This is okay. my best. Well. This, is, this is what you deserve for messaging me. And being like, you need to bring people who know what they're talking about. And I was like, how about you? And you go, I know what I'm talking about. And then you still lose. It's great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> You're whatever. <laughs> Good comeback. Keith, hey. no, seriously, we were proud of your performance this weekend. You you were a fucking warrior at ADCC Trust. It was a nice it was a nice job Thanks. by you. Thanks. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah, I'm glad that uh, I'm glad that I got the experience. I'm super bummed uh that I didn't win and that I the, it, the more the more like the thing that I'm more uh like upset about is the fact that like I got to go through a whole nother 60-man bracket to get a qualifying spot. You know what I mean? So it is pretty uh, – I don't want to say discouraging, but it is It is. It is tough um, to think that I fought so hard this weekend, and that was probably, like, the best that I've ever felt, uh, like, in a tournament and the, the most, like I, – I, I just felt like – I felt like that was my day, and I still didn't get it done. Uh, that sucks, but – um, I love competing, and I am excited to do the West Coast Trials um, just to get m- more matches in general. But like I said, uh, I would have loved to have uh, gone the spot yesterday. That would have been great. Oh, There's well. something it's interesting good, to note. There, it is good. Yeah, what's up? There is something interesting to note, which is we have these discussions here and there. But as somebody who has won a few things, Kevin can also attest to this. He and his team did very well in speech. It's one of the things that at the time you don't necessarily recognize uh, the accomplishment because you don't have distance. When you have distance, you'll really understand uh, how impressive what you did was. The dauntingness that you're talking about, the fact that you didn't necessarily accomplish what you set out to do, overshadows the fact that what you did do, a lot of other people didn't. And that doesn't set in for a while. And of course it shouldn't because you want to get to the ADCDC and that's a, that's a huge goal. But you know what's nice? There was somebody who said to me over the weekend, they said, Keith really made a name for himself this weekend. And I thought to myself, uh, he did that a long time ago. You could have said that at you doing it at EBI and getting your shot and having a great performance there and you not recognizing it then. You could say it with your impressive 67, 68 amount of fights or jiu-jitsu matches in a row that you had winning outcomes. And again, 
it might not make sense. But when you look back at a year for 2018, you will have a year that many other people really work to try to have and still don't have. So there's something to being the working man and the journeyman who really puts in all their time and starts to pull that away. But that's stuff for you to figure out in the future. Right now, you're going to go home. You're going to game plan. I've heard from training partners who are very afraid to roll with you, I guess, this week, who are like, "Why? no, no, I wanted him to win because now <laughs> he's going to come back and he's going to murder everybody. And I thought to myself, the best thing that I learned about never getting your outcome, even when you really, really wanted it, and it hurts and it stings, is that that journey that you take in order to become that person will make you even more skilled and more valuable. So that will make more sense to you probably in a couple years' time. But to everybody else who saw what you saw, there is a reason why. Uh, you know, you held the 10th Planet banner very well, and you represented yourself well. So before you do anything to kind of get down on yourself, you better sure as shit remember whatever it is I just told you. <laughs> Thanks. You're welcome. Thanks. Keith, I could not be more proud of you, my friend. I feel very bad for whoever's going up against you at, uh, <laughs> I guess, West Coast Trials. But I also know that what you should do this week is uh, really, really listen to the people who are saying great things to you. And uh, know that what they're saying is super valid. So I want you to remember that because you did lose it over under Kevin. And I think it's really important that we end uh. the show by reminding you that. Because if you do get the bid, I will 100% say it's because right here, right now, you lost it over under Kevin, which gave you the motivation to get your bid at ADCC. <laughs> okay, whatever. You can say whatever you want. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to, you idiot. You can't stop me. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, we're very, very proud of the young Keith Kikorian. Thank you so much for coming back on the show. We always love it when you're on, sir. Yeah, likewise. Thank you guys for having me. It was really fun. I hope Tom Brady's losing. I'm just going to say it. I know he's facing Aaron <laughs> Rodgers and we've been podcasting. I just want to like put it out in the ether that that's what mm -hmm. I hope is happening. Raph, this was, this was a fantastic grappling weekend. And it, I'm curious, what do you think is the greater achievement? If mm. And I want to use DC as the example. Do you think it would have been cooler if DC had fought at ADCC and won versus winning in the Octagon at UFC 230? Ignore the money. I'm just talking cool. Okay. I mean, I think DC would have won. You think he would have, you think he would have won ADCC in the top? Of it? That would yeah, have been I awesome, I think right? I think you would have run the trials pretty easily because, again, we talk about the fact that for those three minutes when it's just kind of people feeling each other out, he would probably be putting pressure on. But I think the minute you have the opportunity to give a guy like that uh, points for wrestling, I think he'd like pinball wizard his way into about a 50-point game uh, for him. Pretty cool. You know, this is the, the weirdest part for us, though, Kevin, is whenever DC goes on his I'm amazing rants, I understand that's the current culture, and I always have to remind people, it's not like we think he's bad. He's really fucking good, and he's won strike force. He's went to the Olympics. He is an amazing wrestler. He is a two-division champ 
who also, I mean, cool your jets, dude. <laughs> we don't, we don't need you to make the argument. You now have an extra moniker to your name, which is you defended the belt in two different divisions, which is something that other champions, champ champs, cannot say. So for the love of God, DC, let us love you. Let us love you. We're there. Mm-hmm. We're happy to do it. There, Look, his <laughs> reputation is important, obviously, to him. <laughs> and he will not be taking any nights off to ensure that that reputation has a certain uh, whatever he thinks it has, which is a cool feature. You and I, our only qualm, we love DC. Our only qualm is best ever. We're not quite ready to, we're just, we're not ready to call it. We're doing our best. We'll let you know. We'll let you know where we land and when, but rap, that's going to do it for us tonight, right? Yeah, I think so. Hey, let's do some shout outs. I will start right club. What a night it was to do some live comedy for some people and to Sloan's Lake dental rap. I got Invisalign this week. Got to correct some Ooh. stuff. Yeah. Doing the whole Invisalign thing. Don't exactly know what it means yet, but we're working through it and that'll do it for me outside of I'm going to ping pong to the jujitsu. Eric Coe fought last night, won via knee bar at the fight to win. Tess Neely fought, lost a close decision. Smashly fought, won. And Whip Bar fought. I haven't seen results yet. I'm still looking. I uh, didn't have time to watch ADCC and that today. I had a moment where I was like, I have to prioritize something. It's too much. There's so much grappling. It's a great problem to have. But that'll do it for me in the shout outs. All right, let's start here, Valley Martial Arts Center. VMAC, VMAC, VMAC. Great training. Very excited to get back to training tomorrow. Uh, it's been a lot of grappling. When you talk a lot about grappling, you immediately want to get back to actually training said grappling. So there's that. Um, all right, so there's that one. Let's do LA Jiu-Jitsu Club. LA Jiu-Jitsu. Monday, Wednesday, Friday, 8 a.m. and Tuesday, Thursdays at 11.30. You guys want to be there for some great training. I also feel it is appropriate to thank everybody who was watching the Grappling Hour 8-hour stream that we did yesterday because here's the fun part. You guys could be a million other places, but the fact that you choose to stick around and listen to me both yell at my dog live on the air – get packages from Luda gear and at the same time, give you analysis like Damon and Keith had a match together, which apparently they did not could have fooled me. I mean, I know in the future I was like, wait, I think that Keith actually went up against somebody else. Yeah. Then out there saying that that all checks out. Oops. Sorry. Um, but, uh, I was really pleased to see that so many people chimed in, shared the stream uh, like I said, on the next episode of Grappling Hour, we are getting uh, a couple of the guys who meddled. So it's very likely you're going to see a Tim Spriggs. Okay. It is very likely you'll see a Satava. And uh, I mean, I won't say any more, but I mean, I think you guys know who the people who were who won. So there is that. And uh, we'll see. We'll see who else is coming in on the show this week. But that'll be sometime Tuesday. We're looking to figure out the time. Uh, You can figure out what time it will be by keeping a good eye 
at Grappling Hour on all of our social media. That's uh, YouTube, on Twitter, on Instagram, and on Facebook, on all of those major platforms. And uh, I want to say a nice big shout out to our good friend, Senor John Evans, who, by the way, everybody, is back in town. I just saw him before we got on the broadcast here today, and I have great news. If you guys are looking to up and amplify your training, please, 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 please take advantage of John. He has just told me he has opened up his private and seminar. So he's doing both small and, like, I guess, group privates as well. So, like, individual and for groups and seminars. And he, this is the thing that I was really getting excited for. And I might actually take an up on it without actually doing it. But he's doing, like, ADCC prep for individuals. Oh, that's Um, cool. And I'm, like, all about that. I was like, yeah, I don't really want to compete. But, Kev, little background on this. If they don't fucking credential me, I think my backup plan is to go compete, lose real quickly, and then grab a microphone and be like, well, I'm down here now. <laughs> Damn right. Uh, the only problem with it is I started thinking about it. I was like, that's a great plan, Raph. Because I even thought about it. I was like, I should go up to the person who beat me and goes, how much of a problem was I not? Yeah. And do, uh, do that sort of thing. Of yeah. But then I also immediately realized, I was like, wait, I would have to pay to compete. I don't really want to do that. But it would be the best gag of all time. That'd be pretty good. So, uh, but having said that, independent of any of that, I was telling John, I was like, no, that really sounds like great training. Yeah, I want to get on that. He's like, oh, you can be ADCC under no circumstances. No. Sober up, John. Jesus Christ, John, slow your roll, kid. So anyway, that's what's happening over on that side. And you know, Kev, I think that will do it for me as That'll well. do it for us tonight here at Verbal Tap. I am Kevin. Thank you for listening. Good night and good fight. you have dialed has been changed. The new number is, please note, the new number is